heavy rotation. Yeah, the liquor store calls Coors Light. It says, <laughs> to a pack of Coors Delight. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes them that much more enjoyable to drink. Okay. Because they are uh, a delight. <laughs> I was looking at this list of... Uh, best uh like best reviewed or Rotten tomatoes best reviewed horror films yeah and there's one called under the shadow they got a 99 percent. it's on it's on netflix so i think i'm gonna watch it tonight oh, or nice. tomorrow so. nice yeah i'm gonna try i want to delve more and after watching the one you recommended me the other night um devil's candy yeah um i want to dive a little deeper into some like horror stuff like find little gems and stuff that i that i'm into uh, there's one on there called House on Willow Street, which has a really cool concept of these people yeah. kidnap this girl, and um, but she's possessed. So oh. it's a cool concept. It's got the girl from um, fuck uh, You're Next, like the the fucking badass girl from You're Next in it. Yeah, and she's great. And then the actress that plays the possessed girl is great, but the like supporting cast of guys is fucking terrible. They're like the worst actors, and it like. <laughs> It's just like, man, if these guys weren't in this, it could have been a great movie. But yeah, you know, but it's, I mean, if you're looking for like little gems that like might not be like the greatest, but have like good moments in them. Yeah, it's it's definitely yeah. worth a watch. Because Devil, Devil's Candy, I think I said to you, like I didn't overall, I didn't like it, but there was parts that I really liked. Yeah, I liked I liked everything up until like that end part, because I was like, what is yeah. that fucking what is that fucking yeah. Jesus? Yeah. Uh, I think like I've been reading a bunch of people's theories on it. I went to Reddit just to see what other people thought. And a lot of people think he just chose the right path because he could have, because like the the art dealer or whatever. Yeah. Because like the art dealer who comes in is like kind of tempting him is like quote unquote the devil. Yeah. I can give you everything you want. He's like, no, I got to go get my daughter. So he makes the right choice, but he still needs to record the painting. And you know, I want to watch it again. Because. That's actually pretty cool, you know, and because he looks up at the end, but it's still ambiguous because they, they they leaned pretty heavy on that part being like, did he like, is he see, like, because when I asked you, I was like, did he see the devil? Is that what he was like seeing? Like he made a pact, but that's interesting. I like, I do appreciate the ambiguity there. Yeah. I mean, and then a lot of people were uh, complaining about the fire scene. And I was like, yeah, that fire was pretty. Like, if you don't have the budget, man, don't do fire. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I do like, I do like when he kills the guy with the guitar, though. Because <laughs> like, I was like, oh, yeah, that, yeah. It's such a rock star moment, and I loved it. And that painting's fucking dope, man. That yeah. painting is like on par with like anytime I watch Ghostbusters two as like a little kid, Vigo was always fucking disturbed the shit out of me. And like yeah. when that when I saw that painting, I was like, this is on par with fucking Vigo. Like, I don't want to look at this for too long. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool because it's really hard to, because I, I watch a lot of horror films, it's really hard to unsettle me yeah. with, like, yeah. an image. Like, yeah. maybe for a split second, but they focus on that painting for a lot of the film. Yeah. So yeah. I was kind of like... Yeah. Once they started getting that, like, three-eyed goat demon stuff, like, in there up top, yeah. you know, like, that really, like... Um, it was like black eyes or whatever it was like it was it started it took like i remember looking at it i think i messaged you right then i was like holy shit this painting's fucked up like yeah. it's, it was good yeah the emphasis on it was pretty good yeah it was around near the end where i was like eh but 
thinking back, there were some cool parts, and and the heavy metal soundtrack was awesome. You know, it's, yeah, I really appreciate movies that incorporate heavy metal because, you know, there was what was that uh, Thomas Hennig, that movie that they re- that he remade. That funny games. Thomas? Yeah, funny games. Yeah. Um. um yeah. There, there's a part. There's a part in it when they like you know like they're driving right at the beginning. And the music is like really like it's rich folks or whatever you know it's like mm-hmm. it's like classical music playing on this really like serene highway yeah. thing, but once the title comes up, it switches over to this like fucking grindcore song, like, and yeah, no, it was, yeah. It was yeah. loud, it was loud and fucked up. But like you really, there's so few movies I guess that maybe I see that have like that kind of aesthetic to it musically. So I was really, I was really into that aspect of Devil's Candy. Yeah, I, I have a small place in my heart for films that use like a metal song or two, just like, you know, because uh, it's like, oh, these these guys listen to a lot of different kinds of music because yeah. I don't feel like enough of it's used to invoke certain emotions. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't think Screw Devil's that. Candy was as good as I thought it was Like when I went into it, but the more I thought about it and like I read a yeah. little bit more. Cause I was like, did he see God? Like, I don't think he did. I think he just chose yeah. the right path. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's kind of like a Tarantino yeah, I, moment. Like when he opens a briefcase and that shining light comes out, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, you're like, all right. Cause it's like 1995 anymore. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, man, if he saw God, that's kind of lame. Like not to say you can't listen to yeah. metal and like believe in the higher being or whatever, but yeah. I was just like, I don't know. But I was like, but the guys possessed and they're both kind of possessed. I, I feel like there's a lot going on and I think it warrants another watch. So I want to yeah, watch maybe. it one more time, but I'll wait for your I'm gonna, review. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to wait a little while before I watch it again. Um, yeah. Just to let it get, cause I watched the void again. Cause I was so excited yeah. for the void to be so awesome. And then I was yeah. let down. I didn't like the creatures. Yeah, I, liked I, the like Hellraiser. I liked the Hellraiser. I like the Hellraiser dude i thought that was cool but they should have elaborated elaborated on that and, yeah um, yeah it was getting to like some cool place but i didn't buy that guy as a cop for one not for oh, one no, second and then like that's yeah and then the asshole character like the older guy who was with that young mute kid or whatever or deaf kid i forgot what yeah. it was um that guy like it, it was just like the, i could just see the director being like you're not being enough of an asshole like be more of an asshole even more like you know, he's just like over the top performance. All right, I get it. He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, like that. It, it seemed like they were trying to be that dude, that bald dude from Night of the Living Dead. But like, yeah. you know, like yeah, he couldn't pull it off. Yeah, that movie was kind of hard to watch. But the yeah, the, the effects and stuff weren't bad. And like what they what they did with the what budget they had. Was okay. Yeah, I feel kind of bad when sometimes when I'm like, oh, I get what you're trying to do, but I don't like yeah. my. I should like this more, and I was like, eh, but I it's don't. It's like embarrassing. It's like seeing a pretty girl poop her pants or something. Yeah. Like, eh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> My second viewing, I was like not as disappointed, but I was still disappointed. So I think I just, I think a lot of these indie horror films, like generally most of the time, you get to see a lot of really good horror from the indie market. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that I've seen recently hasn't been as good as i wanted it to be i did see the black coat's daughter though that was really good yeah top, my top 10 of, of cool. this year black coat's daughter um yeah the black coat's daughter it's a uh, i mean it, there's been a lot of weird possession stuff and yeah. it's pretty cool i mean it's got like emma roberts in it and then the girl from uh, right. mad men the, the daughter yeah yeah from mad men and um 
this other girl and they like the performances are great and then i I'd watched uh, it's by um osgood perkins who is anthony oh. perkins son who, um that? and he did a movie on who anthony perkins Refresh yeah um wait hold on let me make sure i got the name right okay anthony like the um anthony, anthony perkins i think <laughs> I think it's Anthony Perkins's. Um, uh, he was Psycho. Um, okay, 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 cool. So there's like but, some horror, horror lineage in there somewhere. He, yeah, he did this movie on Netflix called "I Am the Pretty Thing That, that Lives in the House," and it's like a slow, really slow burn ghost story. But yeah. like the ghost in it, it's like pretty freaky looking. Like just when she shows up, it's just like it's like the way I like ghost stories done. A lot of like psychological stuff, mm-hmm. and then a little bit of like you do see an apparition, but it's not like trying to move and it's not over yeah. the top but um really good so i was like excited to see the black coat's daughter and then i think i'd cool. read a review that people are like eh, it's not it's okay whatever yeah but i really enjoyed it so cool yeah i, I, I want to watch that actually it sounds good oh and i watched neon demon too and i loved it yeah I'll, yeah i've been meaning to watch that too i had nobody talk i haven't heard anybody talk about it because you know like i feel like after um what was that one with Ryan Gosling? Yeah, Only God Forgives. Only God Forgives. I really like that, but it's so lyrical and abstract, you know, and like kind of leaves a lot to interpretation. And and I really liked that, you know, but like even then people, I think I think Nicholas Windus Windig Refn, because he didn't do Drive over again, basically, like lost some of those new fans that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Neon Demon looked like, yeah, I love that like provocative kind of like, thriller set in it's like fashion world or something right yeah you know kind of black swan-esque or something but um but anyway i didn't hear anybody talk about it really so i just i guess kind of like faded away but but now that you say that i'm 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 interested to see it i mean i despite like how i feel about only god forgives because it's like i get like what he's doing with it it's just like you just want to see you just want to see a really great fucking like high boxing match you know yeah, and you don't ever Ryan get Gosling it want to fight yeah and, <laughs> yeah and i think it's like and i think that's a lot of the uh company and the trailer's fault honestly yeah yeah um, yeah and, totally they kind of sold it like that way didn't they yeah um and i mean there's a lot of stuff i like in it it's, i mean i like his i like his visual style and i like if i yeah, and I've liked everything except for like that one movie. So I'm not going to stop watching his films just because I didn't enjoy one of them, you know? Yeah. He wants to see. So, um, but yeah, I like Neon Demon, man. I didn't think I would. And I was fucking entranced when cool. I, I watched, I watched uh, Black Coat's Daughter, then followed it up with Neon Demon. I was like, this has been a pretty good, like, movie watching day. Nice. Yeah. What was the last <laughs> fucking thing I watched? Probably sucked. No, I guess it was that documentary i watched a little bit of you should watch this movie it's on netflix it's called the hallow and there's two of them that i think have the same title but this Uh one has like the picture image on it is like uh a guy has a scythe that's on fire in more like one of the little preview clips yeah but it's pretty cool little like horror film man i i i love it it's like called the hallow the hallow oh the hallow okay okay yeah Yeah, i feel like i've seen that i think i've seen that but I watched it on a whim because I got into like watching Irish horror horror films because of like I was just checking out a lot like I was just like ended up watching a lot in a row and there's another one called like Beneath the Darkness or something and it's like a weird like Irish vampire story pretty cool these kids are trapped in the house and like this 
weird vampire creature is like after them in this house and it's like really claustrophobic yeah pretty cool but the hallow's great it's about a guy and a wife and their newborn son moved to this like house out in the country and this guy's this old dude's like don't do this and don't like you know uh talk to like basically these creatures exist and you shouldn't do certain things it's kind of like a weird kind of like kind of reminds me of pumpkin head a little bit oh but cool. like so but pretty yeah. cool little story and some the good ha- cool creature ha- design or no, is that the Hallows? Was that you're still talking about the Hallow? Yeah, the Hallow is the one yeah, with the okay, family, okay. and then uh, Beneath the Darkness or something is the one about the like Irish vampire story. <clears throat> oh, cool! But I like that. Yeah, sorry, my attention span's kind of uh, uh, messed up. This is my relaxing hour, and by now <laughs> I've usually smoked no less than four or five <laughs> marijuanas. <laughs> um. But uh, that being said, welcome to motherfucking heavy rotation, ya bish. Yeah. Um, this well, is Steph- Steph- Oh, sorry. Yeah, this is Stefan <laughs> from the Superhouse Podcast. This is Maddie from the Superhouse Podcast. And we're sitting here chilling. We were just talking about some horror movies, action, or not action, but horror movie action. But forget what I just said. We were just talking about some horror movies and uh, chilling, catching up. Um, I got a Coors of Delight on hand on deck for drinkies what do you got drinking uh soda or yeah uh, drinking some some diet some diet dr pepper because nice. i can't the, drink that boozies right now well i can but i just can't go can. get it <laughs> yeah dang they got you by the balls like that you can't even buy it yet nope not till october 21st oh wow good golly man do you really just don't do it, it. just yeah. don't do it just yeah. take that lift y'all take that uber just do it. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Oh man, if I was there, I'd bring you a six pack. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're here. <laughs> we're here uh, also not only to talk about beer and movies, which are both great things, and I'm just gonna say boobs to have some sex there for a second. Um, Make well, it sexy if I learned anything from Todd. We, <laughs> Make it, Todd McFarlane. Just, I just made it sexy, and I'm like, I love I, that. Really, that fucking clip really like swayed me towards Spawn and Todd McFarlane. I've always kind of like steered kind of like away from it. I don't know why it was never like my thing. <laughs> um, but the more like you dive into this, the way this dude thinks and stuff, it's like I just admire you know the character that he is as well as like the things he's been able to accomplish. And I'm like, damn inspirational but that time he's like you know you know i'm spawn you know like you know i'd be if the the cops weren't taking down pedophiles me and the other dads be out there doing it and i'm like all right dad calm down like yeah you're you're convicted you know like you're like you got conviction but you're not gonna be fucking vigilante not multi-million dollar comic book artist but it's just funny how intense and dramatic he gets uh, oh yeah side tangent oh no (laughs) like I've always enjoyed Spawn. I mean, I read it. I think I read like a hundred issues of it, and then after that, I kind of fell off of it. Yeah, I mean, I read maybe fifteen tops. Yeah. I remember I went back a few times during college and stuff to check it out. And I was, you know, in college, I was uh, surrounded around by a lot of sequential artists at school, um, good friends that were great artists and stuff. But there's a lot of opinions, you know. I mean, I, I guess that goes to show for all the majors and, and fields of study. Um, but I remember when you're that young, you know, and you're just developing these opinions, you say shit like fucking spawns the worst comic book 
ever or some shit. Like, you know, I remember thinking like, ah, his anatomy's off and this and that and terrible. But, you know, skip to 2017 and you watch this clip. We'll post it as a super house. I think we have. Um, <laughs> but it's a, I forget who makes it exactly. But it's an interview with Todd McFarlane. I think it's off of Complex. Yeah, is Complex the, is what it is. Yeah. So check that out. Um, but yeah, but I mean, it's super motivational, yeah. by the way, as well. Like, yeah, mad inspirational. Like, I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, I mean, it made me more excited to fucking uh, yeah, to uh, see the the new Spawn movie because I was yeah, definitely. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, let this guy do his thing, you know? Because as crazy as Todd McFarlane seems, there's no way he's as crazy as fucking Frank Miller. And somebody was comparing this opportunity with Frank Miller directing The Spirit mm-hmm. um, online somewhere. And I'm just like, I could see where you're coming from and where the nervousness could come from. And it could dive bomb, but it, I, I really do want to have the pure, the peek into this guy's mind to see his his dream spawn and low budget horror spawn movie, you know, that he's now going to write, produce and direct. I mean, it's honestly what he should have done the first time around. But like, I mean, yeah. he even says and it, it's like, you don't really know. I mean, I don't know. It was super inspirational to hear him talk about like, what he wants to do and yeah. like i remember him saying like i want to make it like jaws and i was like oh my god like dude i'm gonna yeah. go see a spawn movie to see fucking spawn yeah what does that mean exactly but you know but I mean, why, yeah going back I and mean, watching i'm sorry go ahead you can go ahead uh going back and watching the animated series you get like he had more control in that first season of the animated series so mm-hmm. they um you know you i kind of i was watching those first few episodes and i'm like man if it's even it fits even somewhat like this that's a good start you know and if mm-hmm. you think about that cartoon produced in live action aside from your spawn costume and stuff like that the majority of it could be produced on a pretty small budget the way that they animate it's very noir you know it's very mm-hmm. um but what i was gonna say is like you know jump to 2017 now and you know back my opinions of spawn back in the day in terms of like the artwork and stuff you jump now and he's talking about in this video how like um um he didn't consider himself like you know like a, that great of an artist he thought he was a subpar artist but it's like what you were saying to begin with like he made it sexy you know like he just yeah. he, he used his graphic design knowledge to like make the pages pop and like you know took your eye off of the things that were maybe subpar and put your eye on the things that were cool looking so uh, you know after years and years of like back and forth with that type of art and style and stuff like that because I, I draw quite a bit and the way that i draw is very it's almost technical you know i like the very like hard contours and very mm-hmm. two-dimensional kind of like uh defined type of style and his stuff is real wild and bulbous kind of limbs and yeah. things and and anyway it, in any case it was fucking it's a great clip and and to come around you know being being in our early 30s and still pursuing these artistic endeavors and stuff like that i was just like fuck yeah he gave me at least two more years <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> the one thing i picked up from uh todd mcfarland was uh he would always put a couple of dots and then like a weird kind of like weird shape and it would make things look dirty and i was like yeah God, this is genius yeah like yeah, it looks yeah. dirty and I, I still use that today just that like if i need something to look a little darker a little more yeah. sinister or just look like they have some kind of smudge on their face yeah you know but with an art instead of like trying to blend and shit like that because i've never been a big fan of like blending and like 
you know, making like mm-hmm. stuff look super realistic. Like, it's never been like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like if I'm doing someone's face, I like to get as close as I can to their face, but it's not important to me yeah, to yeah. like make stuff, make stuff look photo real because it's like just take a yeah. photo and, um, you know, I, but the thing that like I was going to say this before we get into the music shit was oh, it seems like anything that Todd has like put like he's just been like, I'm just going to do it. It's worked out really well yeah. for him. But yeah. he didn't direct the first Spawn movie. He was like first time director, first time producer. Yeah. So it like actually makes me think he's probably gonna pull off a pretty badass Spawn movie, man. I think so too. If he's sticking to his guns, you know what I mean? Like that's how James Cameron rose to fucking you know, like I you know, part of me like in 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 in, in my innate ability to peer into alternate dimensions, I I can see that Todd McFarlane as like becoming this like kind of like even just for a while like this horror you know or kind of like horror comic book director you know what I mean like what if he's able to squeeze a trilogy out of this you know what I mean like it would be fucking and it was good you know I mean it was incredible he is a good storyteller and you can tell in those cutscenes in the animated series he has those little interludes into the episode where he's drawing in that like cathedral bell tower and he's dressed like a fucking vampire i love it dude (laughs) and he sits there and and he's like he's not fucking around he's he's totally like even if it seems cheesy at times he's totally serious about the way he evokes emotion and the way he talks about characters and shit and i was just like this dude can tell a fucking story i bet this spawn movie for you know there i think if any parts of it gonna be rough it's gonna be budget wise you know because i i I feel like he's a good storyteller i like you know he knows how to do it And I think the thing, too, is like, um, you know, he's kind of talking about like he never really like I, I think if he needed the money, he would up it. He would put it up himself to yeah. like continue. Like if yeah, Spawn wasn't like and I think he's in a good like he just like I guess they just sold the rights to Bloom, uh, Bloom House, which is uh, does a lot yeah. of horror stuff, which is yeah. some of it's good. Some of it's hit and miss. But I mean, they're yeah. pumping out some like, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's great. I think Spawn should be with a horror you know production uh yeah i mean i never i never looked at that comic and went like this guy's like i would i would put spawn in my favorite superhero list but i don't really consider him a superhero you know yeah 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 exactly he was always some different my prejudices were unfounded at the time i think i was more into like the jim lee kind of style or even or even around you know as i got a little older like um, you know, like Lionel U or somebody like that. Um, but there's always something to be said for like a well-defined stylistic kind of comic art style. And um, I kind of forgot what I was getting at. <laughs> I mean, you know, like even if you like, you know, you still hate him and you're a sequential artist or whatever. Yeah. It's like you got it. Like he did a lot of crazy shit back in the day. Yeah. No one thought it was gonna work, and he made a lot of money off it. I love that part because everybody gave him so much shit for buying that three million dollar baseball. Yeah, but it's like, oh, well, this is oh, why that I was cool. Yeah. And you're like, damn, this guy fucking. It, he's like a businessman. Yeah, that was pretty fucking genius. You know, he it was literally him putting his money where his mouth is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, like his foray into action figures and stuff. That's what I loved about him. You know, or watching that clip on Complex too was like you you relate so he's such a relatable guy you know it's like you sitting in that chair like everything that he has done is stuff i want to do and i'm trying to do (laughs) you know and just it was like it was really like 
inspirational, <laughs> honestly, as, as you know, I think you've said already. Yeah, that shit, was, that shit was awesome, and yeah, I'm like I'm looking forward to seeing Todd McFarlane's vision of Spawn. I hope the movie is called Todd McFarlane's Spawn, like the animated series. It would only be right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when he said he wanted to make, it, I was like, no one's gonna make this. No one wants to see your fucking Spawn movie. <laughs> yeah, that too. It's like <laughs> it could be out from out of nowhere. And it was like, that's weird. Like, who's going to, like, produce this? Like, who's he going to get to, be, like, distribute it and blah, blah, blah. And then after that, and then, like, just because he's kind of coming back into, you know, the limelight again. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, it's like I kind of want to start reading Spawn again from the beginning, you know? It's like, man, I need to yeah, pick up some of those trades or, you know, get comicology or something and just pick up some issues. Yeah, and, I mean, I have them at home. And I think he's stuck with it uh, for a pretty long time as a writer, at least, if not the artist for the whole th- whole thing. Because I know Greg Capullo did a lot and like a lot of other artists. But yeah, I think he's in that interview. He he has written every Spawn script. Yeah, that's right. For the comic, but I'm, I mean, someone else cool. is doing pencils from yeah. for, for him. He might ink or do an yeah. issue every now and again. But and that's what makes me want to go back and read them all because his narrative is still evolving and he's still constantly at it. You know, I mean, that's like that's pretty fucking admirable because I, in terms of projects and stuff, like I get so scatterbrained to jump from one thing to the next before anything gets done. And he's put so much fucking time in on the comic book as well as doing his other stuff. But it's like, it's impressive, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like it makes me want to, like I said, I just want to go back and read it. And I never thought I'd be excited for anything spawn again. Yeah. Um, but man, <laughs> I'm super excited to see some like visuals or some like concept art for the Spawn movie. Yeah, yeah. I, one I'm, thing I want. I'm kind of, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Like, because he was like, "Oh, I want to make it like Jaws," and I was like, "Who are your main characters going to be?" And then he's like, "Oh, it's Sam and Twitch," and I was like, well, "This is going to be pretty good because Sam and Twitch yeah. are great characters. So. They're great characters. Yeah." And that would be tight. That's like it seems like it seems like the way to go, and that's how the kind of the cartoon heads in that direction. But you get you get a lot of Spawn time. I feel like Spawn's going to be more of this kind of like hellish, a lot more hellish kind of like a creature that was a man or something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, and I look forward to that. You know, I look forward to that rainy alleyway where you just see those green eyes like glowing in the distance you know and some criminal or yeah. something like you know this fuck it's a slasher film you know if anything in my mind mm-hmm. you know like um and to have sam and twitch kind of constantly on the heels of this fucking demon basically but then to find out later that the demon i don't know i'm just like predicting the script but find later that the demon is like this force that should be evil it's kind of like hellboy you know like this force that intended to be evil but is actually good so yeah. like already like with just those bare bones like that's a good movie you know and Todd McFarlane wrote it you know and he, he's had a decade on this particular campaign probably rewriting it and writing it and so it's like I have a lot of faith in it I think I'm, I'm excited to I hope it I hope it just is good It'd be awesome. yeah I mean I mean I think we all wanted a good spawn I think it's a good introduction a good way to reboot yeah. spawn yeah, especially then, after so many years, you can redefine a few things, you know, and you know whatever you need to. If need and it's like the the CGs there now, like for the cape, because I mean I always remember yeah. drawing yeah. the cape, and I was like, God damn, this is so much line, so many lines. Yeah, <laughs> and, a lot uh, of triangles. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. After I watched it, because you guys were like all seen it through Superhouse, and I was like, ah, is yeah. it really that good? And then yeah. I'd watched something. I'd watched um, Adam Savage go to Third Man Records in Detroit, Michigan, and it's like how they like uh, they have a studio there that you can pay for, and you can just go record a song, and then they uh, record cool. it. And it's press two vinyl right there for you. Holy shit! That's and or awesome. you. So I don't know how much that costs, but then there's another one you can do for really cheap. That's like, you can just go in there and sing or whatever, or tell a story and you can get like a little, one of those little flexi ones, Uh um, like the cheaper, like uh, I think a metal magazine still does them. But I was like, that's really cool. And like, I was watching that and I was kind of like, I was like, all right, I watched that Todd thing now. It's like, I feel like it's like, I kind of want to go to Detroit and like make a record or, you know. Yeah, that'd be awesome if there's this, yes. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, even if you could get two tracks out of it, I mean, I don't know what like they offer or whatever, but I mean, it's a way to get a recording, but um, you know, like, and then I watched the Todd thing and I was like, oh man, this is like, I was like, I love these little videos people just put out. Like, I I honestly could have watched an hour of Todd McFarlane talk about his like rise to fame, the the shit he did wrong and yeah. You know, things that people thought were ridiculous, but he's like, actually, I yeah. still fucking make a shit ton of money, so fuck all y'all. I like how I like how nothing ever crushed him. It didn't seem like anything came his way that he couldn't handle. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. it seemed like he just, he would constantly learn from whatever mistakes or whatever failures that came about and just press on. Like, nothing ever seemed to, like, phase him and at least the way he tells his story you know what i mean but it's just it's 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 his personality you know like you're like yeah this dude fucking not afraid to speak his mind sticks to his guns Mm -hmm. about everything and he's made all this money and he's has this wealth basically that whole thing about being like immature and like like in this kind of industry the most important thing is preserving that inner child and everything i'm like fucking fuck yes dude like you know with the hot package with the toy show and everything and this dude is like the godfather of 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 quality made collector action figures you know that weren't just yeah. run, run of the mill you know try and hunt down these old kenner or hasbro or whatever he they were really like little hunks of art little sculptures that you could play with i mean i have had We've all had so many Spawn figures and so many like McFarlane figures, you know, like I still have yeah. a few and um, man, he's just like, he's the king. He's one of the great kings of this like domain. You know, if you think about like rappers, like who's the best rapper or whatever, like, yeah, I'd say McFarlane is probably Tupac or Biggie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, man. I mean, he changed the game for a lot of things. Yeah. And it's like, it's funny when you talk about it that, like, when he talks about it, it's just like, well, shit, why didn't anybody else decide to do this? And he's like, I don't know. I just decided to do it. And it's like, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? He's and, smart. You know? And I, yeah. I think you want to think because he's such a thick, like, New York, New Jersey kind of guy or whatever, you want to think that he's kind of dumb or something, you know, or, 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 or like, brutish or whatever. Yeah. But he's actually fucking cunning and he's clever and creative, you know? He just, like he says, like, I'm not an inventor. I've been fucking, you know, I'm not trying to change anything. I'm just making it look sexy. (laughs) Yeah. So I thought thought it was so funny when he was just like, I'm just going to make it look sexy. It's like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't get it. So in the spirit of that, we're going to make Heavy Rotation real sexy right now. I'm talking about Mutoid Man's third full-length album. I think it's their third. Um, Yes. 
Well, it's and, like their second full length because I think uh, oh, okay, yeah, Helium Head or whatever that one's called um, is uh, like kind of like an EP or something. Oh well, shoot. <clears throat> no, uh, no, Helium Head, Helium Head, and Bleeder, and then this one. So three full length albums actually, and then yeah. Uh, oh, oh no, because there's like live uh, stuff and oh, I see, I see what you're saying, and then like oh, yeah, tracks yeah, yeah, yeah. that are on there. You're right, you're right. That is right. <laughs> Um, I mean, a good album. You should listen to all their stuff. Yeah, yeah, all their stuff is great. Um, but their second official full length, it seems like, is uh, War Moans. Um, and yeah. I think by now, Maddie and I have both had pretty extensive listens. Um, Devoured it. It is a great album. Um, uh, go ahead and give me some of your thoughts. Just, uh, yeah, give me some of your thoughts. So when this album was coming out, they like released a video, I think for Kiss of Death was like the first one. Um, or it was Melt Your Mind. I forget which one, but I was mm-hmm. not like, cause I really enjoy Bleeder. I was like, Bleeder is great. Yeah. yeah. And I was not really digging what I heard. And then you said you saw them and we were just like kind of talking through Messenger or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, man, you know what? And I went back and listened to the songs again. I was like, man, these songs are fucking like, great rock songs so i bought it because i was like going to chicago gonna be on a flight and i was like i need some tunes to listen to yeah um, you know to get through the flight because i don't really like talking to people just mind it i just like to read and listen to music and not watch movies or anything and uh i was just like fucking just oh dude i was just every song was a fucking killer and after you were like bandages is so good which is the last track and then i put it on like i just did the little 30 second uh you know, listen on iTunes is like, fuck, yeah. I got to get this album. And yeah. uh, that, those but riffs, I, I, man. he's the riff, yeah. man. And I think I said it. Yeah. And I think <laughs> I said it on a super house, like mid year roundup thing that we just did. Yeah. Um, that I, to me, this is like what the rock revival should sound like. Yeah. Having fun, writing silly songs. Yeah. And I think, you know, people that like, I feel like there's a lot of bands that like copied the whole black Sabbath style and feel and they don't really do it for me because I'd much if I'm just gonna listen if I'm gonna listen to something that sounds like Black Sabbath I just want to listen to Black Sabbath and I'm not a big Black Sabbath fan um, so Whoa. and then um, and then it's like people are like, ooh Eagles of Death Metal and I never really got into Eagles Whack. of Death Metal I just didn't like it and I just I feel like people are doing themselves an injustice not listening totally. to Mutoy Man because I think it's like some of the best purest just like rock and roll in your face not making any excuses not apologizing for shit yeah um music right now and you know it's like uh for those of you who don't know the lead singer is the lead singer of cave-in um, yeah. and guitarist and cave-in is fucking great um you know, i haven't listened to much of them i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to go, go get me some of that yeah um i go back to like their early stuff um because yeah. then they did like they did uh, an album called jupiter which is really good and it sounds mm. like if it kind of sounds like Mutoid Man, but if they were like trying, if Mutoid Man was trying to be Radiohead, so. Okay, okay so filter. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, you know what? Short Bus is a great fucking album if we're talking about filter. I've been, I've been jamming <laughs> to that for a couple of days now. Um, but uh, 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 the early, the first two Cave In records, great, great fucking hardcore fucking like, you know great hardcore albums and uh also yeah. the drummer in the band is uh the drummer of converge ben collier so yeah you kind of know what you're getting into but man i just i thought it was fucking great dude like this is what i want when i would like just like <laughs> just want to hear a guy scream high pitch 
whales and like fucking just do some cool guitar solos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't let it do. Don't let it melt your mind. That first track. Oh my god, it rips so hard. Riff Master <laughs> General Steven Brodsky. Um, Dude. <laughs> he's a great guitarist, man. Uh, underappreciated in my opinion. No, he's fucking incredible. The whole the whole album, you know, like it it took me a few listens to really like get the flow of it, like get the groove of, of the album. Um yeah. but it wasn't until like yesterday and today that I'm really like riding that wave. Mm-hmm. Um, it just really because because melt your mind is so catchy, you know, like in terms of melody and stuff like that. <laughs> um, uh, and and then bone chain just drops; it gets heavy all of a sudden. Yeah. And and the rest of the album from there is like this journey of all these different textures and rhythms, um, guitars and drums, and they're like they're being like as technical as they can be without being pretentious, so they can have mm-hmm. just as much fun rocking on stage and it's like you know it's hard for me to describe them to people you know what i mean like i'm like it's like rock but it's all like it's metal it's like it sounds like hair metal but it isn't and like you know it's like you know and aspects of her kind of hardcore you know like it's just it's heavy as fuck but it's fun as hell it's like andrew wk learned how to play some instruments yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, not mean, to discredit I, Andrew WK for what he does and has bestowed upon uh, the lands but you know I had to draw a comparison somewhere so deal yeah I mean I think it's a fine comparison um, did you take uh, me to the bathroom with you no I, my toilet's been making these weird noises oh, like, just, like it just does this weird like I guess it like drains the water out of the tank and then it comes back up i don't know it's weird but it only does it like like late at night i feel like it, something bad's gonna happen soon <laughs> sounds like somebody's got a ghost shitter Man, maybe. <laughs> like you got a ghost with diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh what were you saying oh, i don't know i just like get out i thought you were like like recording on the toilet like with your headpiece or something your earpiece we're like shitting, just like Jake walking me around the house. That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, like, hey, I'm don't, don't take me in there. Yeah. Don't leave me outside. <laughs> no, I just like heard that as it was starting, and I was like, oh, that's gonna pay, <laughs> that's gonna be picked up for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I should have not even said anything and be like, Maddie was shitting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but fuck uh, uh, Bone Chain uh, I don't know what's your favorite track on this album oh dude um, uh, let me pull there's it up some good ones. there's some good ones or, or you know, just yeah I mean uh, you know three of them. Ba- Bandage is great Melt Your Mind's great Bone Chain's yeah. great uh, I love Kiss of Death Date with the Devil's great I love that whole like him having sex with the devil's daughter yeah. and impregnating her and it's like he screams at him, who's the father <laughs> It's just so good. Ah, um, yeah, and his voice is so I, good. Like, go ahead, sir. Yeah, "Irons in the Fire" is just a fucking awesome song. Yeah, I love "Warmones" too. Um, yeah, I mean, every song on here is fucking good. Like, Re- I don't think there's like survive, one. Yeah, that's true. So and good. I was, I think. Yeah. Sorry, just as list. Just as I was listening to it right before we started to record and stuff like that. And again, it was like that groove. Like, at first, I was like, you know, and like it takes a lot of commitment nowadays to do anything over like three seconds <laughs> yeah. you know so like to put time in on an album 
it, this album really rewards the time you put in as with any great metal album or yeah. rock album or any album but this one like it's got like all these nooks and crannies that are like oh fuck like it's a headbanger man my neck yeah. still hurts from seeing them live dude so how was that show who, wait, who um, opened for him uh this band helms ali um, oh, they, yeah, were, they, were, they were okay live, you know, like people seemed really excited about them. So I got to go back and listen to some of their shit. Um, one guy right before they started, he was like, behold. And it was like, tss, tss, tss. you know, somebody yeah. in the audience from way in the back was like, behold, Helms Ali. And it was like, tss, tss. so uh, I got to listen to him again. It was pretty, it, it seemed cool, but I wandered around, you know, I was like, whatever. I ran into a couple friends and I was drinking. Um, yeah tequila but then i just remember i was a deep in the conversation with somebody and then i heard melt your mind they started the set with melt your mind and i was like oh shit drop everything slam the shot run through the crowd you know what i mean because i knew you know i've been to a, a, quite a few shows this summer at like bigger venues mastodon ghost fucking um i forget what else um but a, a bunch of shows and a few club shows but this one was like there's a venue out here in denver called larimer lounge and it's kind of an older venue that's been upheld it's like you know we only have a few like good like metal kind of bars like they do a lot of different types of music there it's just a lounge bar or whatever but it's generally when i go there it's for a metal show so that that people who like metal shows at larimer go and it's like it's a tiny venue. It's nice and intimate and stuff like that. So these guys, you're right in front of them. You just are like looking right at them as they're playing. Yeah. And they just like from note one, they had the entire audience and they're just rocking and ripping and everybody there. Like it didn't seem like anybody there was like, Oh, who are these guys or whatever? Like everybody was ready for fucking mutoid man. Yeah. And, and they've, they've toured a lot in the last couple of years. And, uh, they just been everywhere and so their audience is like they're still underground you know because like it seems like you know anybody i talk to about like mastodon or paul bear or whatever they don't, still don't know who fucking mutoid man is and i'm just like hey, get with it man because <laughs> yeah. they're fucking amazing and being that it was like a small venue dude i fucking like lost my mind in the pit like <laughs> i have this th that is my like the pit is my is my fucking uh chapel you know that's my church yeah. That's my worship. When I'm in the pit is when I can truly express myself, <laughs> you know, and I was just fucking I'll do the windmill, you know, black metal fucking headbang. I'll do the fucking, you know, like horns up classic American headbang. And and when the pit is going, we had a nice pit going, you know, it wasn't too crazy. Everybody there was pretty cool. Um, but we were getting down for a while and it was just like I was owning that shit. I was running that pit. You know, <laughs> you know, I know, I know, I boast quite a bit, but you know, I we produce this podcast, so I can say whatever I want. But the truth is, I may be one of the greatest masters of the pit to ever live in the long lineage of masters of the pit. Um, <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But but I, you know, it was fucking awesome. It was so good. Mutoid man was just rocking everybody. Like I was covered in sweat. Like both mine and other people's. It was just like other dudes, you know what I mean? It's like the fucking pit. There were a couple of girls, but you know, it was mostly dudes. But you're covered in sweat. And I think I actually got an eye infection this uh, week before last uh, yeah. from that. Long story short, didn't wash my sheets after the show, came home drunk, crashed out with all my clothes on. So I think 
maybe somebody else's bacteria got my eye. Fucking sucked. Don't, you know, wash your sheets more regularly. I know now to do that. But anyway, this show was amazing. Um, probably my favorite show of the whole summer. Uh, no, really? Of all the shows I've seen. Ghost was amazing. Mastodon was great. At the Drive-In was great. Um, but this one was, I had the most fun. And, yeah. You know, and 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 it just was like all love. You know what I mean? Like these guys were like, you know, thank you, thank you guys so much for coming out. And I think I yelled. I was all drunk at one time, but I was like, "You're fucking mutoid, man!" And then everybody was like, "Ah!" You know, like <laughs> it was it was just like there's nothing but love in that room and nothing yeah. but fucking metal. And rock. that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I want to see it. I want to yeah. see him. Yeah, they're fucking so good. Um, but yeah, Helms Ali and then a local band. I didn't see them. I guess they were pretty good um, too. But yeah, like some other. There's an album. I forget the name. Hold on. There's an album that I've been digging by them. Uh, yeah. Every time I listen to it on like Spotify. Yeah. I'm gonna grab another beer. Yeah, Man. Helms Ali is on the Sergeant House, which is also yeah um, the same label that New Toy Mana is on. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. They were I, I recently saw them on. There's like a talk show. It's like a heavy metal talk show. Oh, um, I think I know what you're talking about. They had the guy from Baroness on. Yeah, yeah. That's the only clip I really. That was exactly the clip I was referencing. Yeah, they play. Um, play a fucking Prince song. Man, I suck. My mind is mush right now. But uh, <laughs> they play. Purple Rain, yeah, they play Purple Rain with John Baisley from Baroness um, on this talk show. I forget what it is. I'm going to look it up. Uh, Two Minutes to Late Night, yeah. Uh, Yeah. A a riff on Two Minutes to Midnight, the Doomsday Clock, uh, whatever. Look it up. <laughs> Two minutes to late night, so yeah, they got this like black metal, heavy metal out of out of St. Vitus Bar in Brooklyn. Um, definitely, like as a metalhead, I want to go. It's probably the most hipster metalhead thing to want to do, but to go to St. Vitus and fucking see a show that'd be awesome. In, yeah, in Brooklyn. Um, Got to get out to New York soon, motherfucker. Maybe after the New Year, I think. Um, after I go on my long trip. Uh, but anyway, Mutoid Man is fantastic. Listen to any one of their albums, Warmones being the most recent. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, you know, the, 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 the first track is Melt Your Mind. Uh, you know, in the song he says, don't let it melt your mind, but it will definitely melt your face. Um, yeah. And, you know, Bandages being the most catchy, probably tune, the most radio accessible um, is still a fucking emotional triumph, man. And everything in between those two, classic. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's fucking great, man. If you want a good fucking like rock record and you just need something yeah. that will, you know, melt your face off or your yeah. mind, there, it's, uh, it'll it's, do that. It'll do that all the way through and then it'll melt your face off and then it'll chill out at the very end. Yeah, if you're into copious amounts of mad riffage, you'd be remiss. Oh yeah, to miss. 
Mutoid <laughs> Man's warm moment. This dude's like a phenomenal guitar player, too. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. He's not more popular. Yeah. He's got God's fingers. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, that's Warmones Mutoid Man. Um, what 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 else have you been listening to lately? Well, um, I, on your rotation, I went to Chicago last week and I got this finally oh, yeah. see one of my favorite bands of all time, Converge. Um, yes. I mean, they played a lot while like I've been like in cities and they've come. It's just like I never had money to go see them. Yeah, I didn't recently start seeing a lot of shows until I started making more money because shows are expensive. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but I saw it was Amon Ra, Converge, and Neurosis. Nice. And great show. Um, Amon Ra is if you took Converge and put Neurosis together, that's what Amon Ra sounds like. That's funny. It's like these long, this like long kind of doomy kind of metal tracks, but with this kind of like just gnarly ass scream, like very similar to like Jacob Bannon's kind of growl kind of scream that yeah. he does. Um, really cool visual aid uh, going on in the background, just like some weird ass videos they made with someone like in a white cloak in the forest. And it's just like, kind of cool and what you can expect almost um i'm not super familiar with like their their work but it was fun and i watched like a, i watched like two or three songs because we got there a little late um yeah because sometimes you know shows take like an hour to start but this one started on time which was kind of great and then converge was the uh the, the middle man and i gotta hand it to him man like amon Ra took their stuff down and then converge got their shit up there. There was no bullshit of like, let's wait around and like make nice. them wait. It was just like, they were like, we're ready to do this, man. And track one was Dark Horse off of Axe to Fall. And it was fucking great. I loved every fucking song they played. Um, I The only thing was there was a song off of, I think, God damn it. They have so many songs. It's, it's, it's bad when a band has like six six plus albums because it's like god damn it what am i listening to <laughs> but yeah, um especially something like that that needs like a real discerning kind of ear you know and in that time frame you're like what did they just fucking play <laughs> but yeah they um it, like one of the guitar parts is a great fucking guitar part done by kurt blue and i felt like they needed to turn up the volume a little bit i was a little a little upset that i couldn't hear it stand um, behind the sound guy i think it was all all we love we leave behind yeah. But um it man, it was good. Uh Jacob Bannon though was losing that voice. But I mean he oh, really? can still I mean he can still get those fucking screams out there when he needs to, but like he definitely got more horses like he would talk between the set the songs. And you're like, damn dude, it's like that's not gonna last forever, man. Um but um yeah, yeah, yeah that they were they, they were great. Uh you know, they're gonna release uh new music. They've already released two new songs. I bought the uh, seven inch they released, and uh, the first song is like a three minute, like in your face converge song. The second song is a seven minute, like kind of ode to neurosis kind of jam, but because uh-huh. they're big fans of neurosis, but um, like definitely more backing vocals from uh, Nate Newton, the bass player, um, wow. which I think he has a really great scream. He's in a band called Doom Riders, and then another band called Old Man yeah. Bloom. And yes, uh, I love those both. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, so uh, the backing vocals, the song's called Eve, and it's it's great, um, but that show was good. And then to finish up the rest of the set, I probably watched like five Neurosis songs, and I'm, I like Neurosis. I enjoy listening to an album, yeah. uh, but 
it's just like they took forever to get set up and then it was just like it was like oh my god man like i don't know it's like every song's like a 10 minute long like epic fucking track and it's like oh dude like you know it's like uh how much more of this that i got um and i've decided that everyone in the band that has a microphone sings which is great because sometimes you watch a band and you're like why the fuck did they have a microphone they didn't say anything yeah and um uh, <laughs> yeah. you, know, uh, you know they all sing and i, I like one, one vocalist more than the other vocalist but yeah it was good if you like neurosis i understand why you like them they're good they're a powerhouse fucking band they make great fucking albums it's yeah. just it takes me a time and a place to get into that kind of like doom yeah that you know that slow that the yeah, doom metal kind of stuff yeah 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 but you know the five songs i watched was great they were well performed um you know those guys are fucking they've been doing it for years man those guys are old men now but fucking still doing it and that says a lot about um the longevity of that band um yeah which is great and it was a great show and uh you know i'd say if you get to catch them on that tour go see it because i mean i think end up paying like $35 to see Italian Hall in Chicago, which I thought was like uber cheap. I was like, what the fuck? This ticket can't be real. Like I bought it yeah. anyway, but I was like, someone's going to come on and be like, oh yeah, those are fake tickets. And I'm like, fuck. Oh fuck. That would be so yeah. shitty. That happened to my brother at a Mars Volta show in New York one time. Yeah. He bought tickets at full price and they were not, he went to the, the, the gate or whatever, the door or whatever. And they were just like, these are not our tickets. <laughs> so fucked up dude when you got no money traveling and you just lost like fucking 50 bucks or something yeah but yeah i mean if you can catch that show great show uh i've been listening to the new converge stuff because any new converge stuff is great converge stuff i don't think there's one album that i don't like by them i don't you know if i had to choose my least favorite it's probably no heroes but like it grew on me but um been listening that and then uh I missed my flight. Um, oh yeah, Ohio. Because oh, I did not. I did not want to leave fucking Chicago, man. I was like, oh, after nice. all the shit yeah. I've been through recently in my life, I was just like, what the fuck have I got to lose? Like, how much trouble could I actually get in? Yeah, you know? good for like, you, man. But you know, I missed it because I was hanging out with my boy, my good friends. Um, you know, uh, I love going back there. Uh, yeah. uh, Who'd you kick friend, it with? Uh, kicked it with Ben Brooks, uh, Matt Risser, uh, their new roommate, uh, Jake, um, nice. Charlie, a lot of people I work with at the exchange. And I, oh, I, I know you know some of them, um, yeah. but um, some other guys that like we've just met, but man, it just like uh, Eric B was in town too. And uh, we went out and got drunk and day drunk. And uh, yes. we were just talking about um, Eric B. Eric, Eric B is like a good friend of mine from high school. And, uh, you know, I mean, we met in middle school, but we've been friends ever since. And, uh, we were just, he's like, dude, if I didn't want to be in Europe all the time, I would be in Chicago. And I was like, the more I think about it, I just want to be in Chicago. You know, yeah. it's just, I know the city, it feels like home. Anytime I go back, it's just like, it feels right. I get homesick when I leave. And yeah. I never did that. Like when I went to college, I was scared because it's like the first time I'd ever been away from home. But I never really wanted to go back home, you know, because it's like a shitty yeah. town or whatever. Totally. But um, you know, yeah. like Chicago is my home. I, you know, I put roots in there. You know, uh, you going back? But uh, I think I am, dude. I think I'm gonna do it. I think it's the easiest fuck way yeah. for me to get the fuck out of Ohio, and I'm yeah, gonna do that for totally. a couple more years, and then probably, hopefully, heavy rotation. Goddamn, or fucking Superhouse podcast will pick up, and I can move to LA yeah. and be with those people and. You know, start doing more shit with that, making yeah. movies, 
producing children's books, graphic we'll novels, who the fuck knows. Um, but, um, you know, but like I like waiting in the airport, I was like, God, like these two Converge songs are great, but I want more Converge to listen to. And I was like Spotify, yeah. like just shuffling through their shit. And then before I got on the uh, plane, I bought uh, Jane Doe, which I own it on LP. I have a CD. Yeah. Of, I have like several CDs of it. It's just like, of course, I have to own it on digital. But I've been jamming to that. Uh, um what the fuck has it been? I've been listening to this band called Disappears, which is kind of like a shoegazy kind of kraut uh-huh. rock uh, I, band I, I, from okay, Chicago. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, what the fuck else have I been listening to? You know, I was also I got really ba- big into uh, back into Quicksand's album Slip, which I think is a phenomenal wow. album. Uh, Listen to Chelsea Wolfe's. Uh, the grime and the glow which is a great album and she's a great yeah. fucking artist and then she, uh, yeah she had a new song out recently that was really good oh dude i can't wait for that new fucking album it sounds yeah. it sounds great and i'm kind of jealous you're gonna go see that show yeah <laughs> i'm hoping i can like make I, it I haven't bought tickets it. yet but i'm definitely i definitely am going to chelsea wolf there's a lot of good shows coming um but yeah continue sorry <laughs> oh <laughs> and uh, then um uh I was hanging out with my friend Ben, and he was like, "Dude, I've been so much into grind lately. He's like, I can't stop, man. He's really? like, yeah. Awesome. I mean, we he should loves get him on here. Actually, we should have a yeah, it'd be fun. On the fucking rotate. But um, uh, yeah, he was just like that, and we were talking about like agoraphobic nosebleed and like pig destroyer and discordian discordian's axis and like a bunch of just like weird you know just going through it. And he was like giving me all these bands, and I was like, oh, that's cool. It's like, oh, I was like, have you heard of this band called Full of Hell? And he was like, no. And uh, he went to use the bathroom and then he came back. He's like, uh, my friend's really into grind and like bands and like that and stuff. And he's like, I asked him about Full of Hell and he said, I needed to know. He's like, play me some. So I played him their newest album, Trumpeting Ecstasy. And he's like, okay, I'm kind of into this. And love Ben Brooks' death, but he's the hardest person to convince to get into yeah. anything. Yeah, it's like, totally. uh, he's like, yeah. I have this really, yeah. I have this story. He was like, oh, you like Dead Space? I was like, yeah, Dead Space is great. Like, why wouldn't you love it? It's Event Horizon meets the thing. It's fucking genius. And he's like, yeah. mm, I don't know. And then it's like, then it finally, the first one, like after it became a greatest hits and like we yeah. we worked at a game store, it became like five bucks and he bought it. And he could, like the next day, he was like, he could not shut up about it. I was like, Ben, I've been telling you this for three years. He's like, yeah, but like, I get it now. And I'm like, God damn it. You know, it's like, love the dude to death, but he's just like, he's such a stickler for the shit he loves. And I mean, that's, you know, I get it. You know, he's probably been burned a lot. You don't want to yeah. be burned all the time. But um, it's, it's really funny. Like, he just does like kind of nod and a, okay, yeah, huh? I'm going to give those guys a listen. And it's like, are you though? <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah uh, that's kind of what I've been rotating on recently. Nice. Um, I, I've, and uh, I've been, I think I'm gonna dig through my record collection and start listening to some stuff in there again. Um, cool. But yeah, man. Yeah, I've so been, um, yeah, I've been, I've been kind of digging around lately. I have, there's not too much other than the like main few albums I've been listening to, like Mastodon and Paul Bear and stuff like that. Um, but mostly shit that I discover on Spotify. But there's this band Cognizance I like. They're just a studio metal band. Yeah. Um, they're not they're not touring right now, but they've they've only released like you know singles and a, like a couple EPs and stuff, and it's kind of nice. I kind of like this day and age of Spotify and like the artists. You can kind of like you know it kind of brings harkens back to the days when you just get little records, you know, that were just singles and you collect singles. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like that now a band can release a song and then like a couple months later release another one. And then, you know, it's like, yeah, if you want the album, pay for it, you know, but you can fucking listen to these two songs, you know, and they're going to be great or whatever. Anyway, but um, Cognizance, they've, so they really sing little songs here and there and they have a great, a great uh, selection of music so far, a great body of work. They're fucking awesome. They're technical kind of death metal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just released a track called The Foreboding Impasse, uh, yeah. which is re- it's really awesome. It just like fucking rips and it's like super technical and stuff. And I think it's just two guys and they just kind of put this music together. I really like them. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I've been listening to on kind of the newer tip was I found this band uh, from um, through my like recommendations on Spotify called Dask. Uh, Ramble oh, Beyond. Yeah. I think I was telling you about that. That's a good album. I've only listened to it once all the way through, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was awesome. Um, and also Star Mourner by Ghost Bath, the new Ghost Bath album. Um, we were going to talk about uh, on this episode, but I kind of feel I kind of felt like we were going to converse a little bit and whatnot. Um, yeah. So we'll save it for possibly the next episode or what have you. Um, but I'm really, really enjoying that album. Um, I haven't gone back and listened to the first one. You know, like sometimes you hear the new album, you're like, I just want to go back and listen to the first one and refresh my memory. Yeah. Um, but Star Mourner, I've been like really enjoying. I think it's a really fucking awesome album for what they do for this type of genre. It's like it's like black metal, but there's like a lot of pop elements to the melody and yeah. guitar work and stuff. Like there are certain tracks, like one sounds straight up like Blink-182 guitars and drums and at first i thought like it was kind of filler but actually now i kind of like the song but it's just so strange it sounds yeah. like it sounds like pop punk but then in the background it's like wow like it's like black metal vocals you know and black metal yeah. like it's a it's a, it's really like the guitarist is playing pop punk and the rest of the band's playing black metal at times but it's it somehow works it's really cool the the album artwork is is cool it's like I, i've been really enjoying it um star mourner yeah. Um, so I think I'd like to talk about it maybe next time. Um, and other than that, you know, just like kind of things I find here and there. Just getting into a band called Archspire, more uh, kind of like technical death metal. I think like, you know, out of all the different types of heavy metal I like and other music that I like or whatever, I think like, um, I think out of all of them, I really, I think technical death metal is probably my favorite. But not like it's not I don't always listen to that. But when it hits and it's a great like technical death metal album, which there are many of, um, it's like fucking it's like a high. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh so yeah, there's much more. Um I'm really looking you, you sent the link to uh or you tagged me in a link to the Bellwitch album coming out in October. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I forget what the that album is. Just one song, and it's like an hour and fifty-two. Yeah, eighty-three-minute-long song produced by I forget which, but one of the members of Swans and uh, Melvins. Melvin Swans and some other band. Some other band. Sorry, older post-rock heads for sounding like such an ignoramus. But, (laughs) um, but the new Bellwitch album. Check out the last Bellwitch album which was called four uh, phantoms yeah four phantoms is the one that i really is really liked yes the other day i was listening to longing their album before that and man it's like that shit is some heavy shit like 
I often am not swayed to feel like certain emotions I don't want to feel with music. But yeah. some of these like funeral doom albums, when they're really heavy, dark and deep, like longing, I was like, I had to turn it off after a little bit. I'm just like, this is intense. Like I can't, I almost can't take it. Like I love it, but I almost can't take it. And yeah. Four Phantoms is a lot of that too. Four Phantoms is, it plays a little bit more with its melody. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see where, where Bellwitch is going with this 80 meet 83 minute long song it's gonna be fucking awesome yeah because um, i re i really like uh, you know as i get older and more uh dignified uh i like the doomy sludgy kind of stuff you know this really slow kind of metal so um that to me is gonna be highly anticipated release um yeah so I want to like take a minute here. So I saw the Dark Tower movie. You can listen to my review on Superhouse yeah. Podcast that we just did. But I was just searching like because I, I like the score a lot. And Stefan and I disagree. I think the Junkie XL theme from Wonder Woman is not that good. Stefan loves it. And I was like, I'm not a fan. Like I was not a fan. And and I got really because I saw a little video of um, him gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna walk you through my process of a couple of tracks from the Dark Tower. I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I was like, oh, wait, fuck, that's Junkie XL. Like, what the fuck? Like, this soundtrack's gonna be terrible. This is probably why this yeah. movie sucks. And I ended <laughs> up really liking that score, but I found this song by a band called Six Floor Conspiracy. Uh, and it's just called The Dark Tower. It's four minutes long, and they just sing about like the story of Roland. And it's got like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like if Blind Guardian did, uh, you know, with kind of a new metal kind of. Uh, feel to it if they did like uh, a dark tower song um, yeah. it's got kind of the epicness kind of like uh, uh what was the, what was the one like something for middle earth that blind guardian record that's so good yeah but uh, it's like yeah. it, it, it's it's kind of a fun song i just listened to the 30 second preview but it's like you know it's just like quotes a bunch of stuff from the book and it's just like kind of this epic metal kind of like mixed with a little new metal stuff not crazy about the singer, but it's just kind of more for like, <clears throat> I was listening to it and I was like, man, I kind of want to buy that track. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was just kind of goofy and kind of fun. And I'd like just seen um, <clears throat> The Dark Tower. So yeah, that is cool. I just looked it up on Spotify. They didn't turn up on Spotify. Um, yeah, I think it's just the one track is all they've done is just that. Yeah, I'll have to find it on online. I wonder if it's Junkie XL's side project. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like the only thing they've is done. It like so prog rock or something <laughs> I bet it's some like other metal dudes that were like, "Well, we just want we just have this song called The Dark Tower." Yeah, Do you guys want to jam with us? Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's kind of fun if you get like one like uh, I don't know. That's just it's like it's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, I'll, I'll have to look that up and uh, listening audience check out all the music we've mentioned in this yeah. particular podcast. If you don't, then it's your loss. Um. I think, you know, I got to wake up early for work tomorrow, unfortunately. Fucking yeah. bullshit. I only go because I, I have to. You <laughs> <laughs> can have money for those trips and those concerts. Yeah, that's for sure. Homelessness is starting to look real nice, though, lately. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you have anything else you want to say before we head out? Hmm. Not really. I mean, besides, like, there's a lot of really good shows going on, and uh, yeah. you guys should be definitely trying to see some of this shit. Um, 
death for as sure. much as you can because uh concerts some of the and also check out the little bands too man because they put on some yeah. great shows and, and those will be some of the best nights of your whole entire life those small venues and great bands yeah, I, and, I, and I, if I, you're not listening to metal come on i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah well after you described the mute toy band show i got jealous i was like no i'm gonna go over uh, that uh, it was rambunctiousness so that's what it was <laughs> <laughs> I also uh, want to say we're going to do yeah. more heavy rotation. Yeah. We, we, it's been a long time since we've done one. And that's just yeah. a lot of shit going on in our lives, vacations, yeah. travels. Summer. We've yeah. been we've been juggling. We've got three, three, uh, three full shows now. Um, check out Goddamn, our Game of Thrones yeah. uh, Season 7 dissection series. Um, those have been really fucking awesome conversations. Uh, oh, yeah. I like listening to people talk about Game of Th- if you like Game of Thrones and you like listening <laughs> hold on if you like Game of Thrones and you like listening to people talk about Game of Thrones you'll love goddamn um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really fun I love it uh, so you also got check out yeah, our oh, uh, special effects series that we've been doing recently through Superhouse yeah. Podcast lots of cool guys talking to these guys have worked on everything from like Gremlins to like fucking Justice League so yeah. check it out like with tons of experience of great conversations I don't say a lot. I kind of just mumble and in and in, in awe of yeah. them and their craft. So uh, yeah, the, be- the best part is the uh, oh sorry, but the best part is the insider stories. You know, the behind the scenes, the back in the day kind of anecdotal kind of stuff. Man, those guys yeah. are really great. We've had some really great gr- guests on the Superhouse podcast. Yeah, I mean, these guys have worked with like Rick Baker, Stan Winston, like some of the greats, man. So uh, yeah. definitely check it out if you're into that. Um, and then also uh, check out superhousepod.com, which is our official website. It's kind of rough around the edges right now, but we're working on it. More things to come. <laughs> and it looks great. Constant improvement, always. We just get, basically, we're just going to make yeah. it look sexy. Yeah, we're making it look sexy. That's uh, my new phrase now. Kicking around some t shirt <laughs> ideas for our diehard fans. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, check out, I uh, just dropped a new hot package uh, toy collecting show on the Superhouse YouTube page. Um, you'll find links in the description of this motherfucker. Um, so, yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on. We're juggling a lot of things, uh, a lot of good stuff to come. Uh, it's a good time to be a Superhouse a night. Um, <laughs> Love uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> Super house a night to you night. <laughs> anyway, this has been Heavy Rotate with Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. And Maddie from the Superhouse Podcast. Adios. Later. listening to the Geekscape Network.